to the Off the Rails podcast, a deep dive into dynasty, death, and other degenerate forms of fantasy football. Please welcome your hosts, Ben and James. Off the Rails podcast, talking about what a fucking football on. All right, Ben, we are here to talk through the running back athletic testing numbers. Uh, I know we were both super pumped with how things have gone tonight for many of the top prospects. So uh, I'm going to just leave it to you here. And uh, why don't you kick us off with the first guy you want to cover? Sure, man. I, or general overview, this this was a really positive night. I You know, there's a couple of guys here that I think we were both a little bit disappointed or confused by, but... Um, I mean, dude, after like all of the, the jump testing came in as well, I, you know, I'm starting to feel really good about the athletic profiles on most of these guys that we were originally high on. So, um, I mean, I, you know, I would, I would start honestly just by covering some of these guys at the very tippity top of most people's rankings and, uh, you know, the degree in which I think they, they pretty much all satisfied, what what people's expectations of them were going to be? Yeah. So yeah, we we could we could pick any, any one of these guys if you wanted to. Um, I mean, dude, like the guy out of all of the top guys that I think obviously did the best was Jonathan Taylor. He was a fucking stud. Yeah, and I think we should we should start there. I mean, we're still waiting on three cones, right? Just like last night, we we waited as long as we could. Uh, we anticipate those numbers will be up uh, at some point during this podcast and, and we'll circle back on yeah. those, but why don't you, yeah, we'll kick it off with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, dude. So Jonathan Taylor, man, I mean, we, you know, we all know we're talking like full, full, full grown man, big dude ran a four, three, nine was his official time. Fastest out of every running back at the combine. Yep. Number one. running uh, back, And also posted a 30, 36 inch vertical and a one twenty three broad. You know, both of those, while not like at the crazy high end of elite, are like elite. And I, you know, fr- from the speed perspective, man, you know, again, this this is one of the most like full, cool, like quote unquote full size running backs that was available in this draft. And I mean, dude, I, you know, for me, this is just this is just the cherry on top that it's like this guy is a fucking blue chip prospect, like as blue chip as it comes. Yeah, um, super excited at the number that he ran. I mean, at 5'10", 226. Throwing down a four three nine, like sign me the fuck up. He uh, he was already my RB one and my number one overall player in this class, and that's I mean the numbers today solidified that for me. So I you know yeah he, he, I, he crushed and I, it. And I was I was saying to you earlier there's there's a I'm at least going to be having that internal dialogue as far as whether or not he should be going up there for me. My my instinct right now is I want to do that. I want to make him my number one running back because man those are just amazing numbers for his size. He did crush it. Yeah, he crushed it today. He's um, <clears throat> probably going to be the the first running back off the board would, would would be my guess at this point. So you think um, so? I do, I do. I mean, you know, the other guys that uh, we'll probably just hit next in DeAndre Swift, uh, Cam Akers, and then J.K. Dobbins, who didn't do anything other than the bench press at the combine this week. Those guys, all you know, the ones that ran, put down, put down good numbers. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor, you know, everything we saw on tape was solidified here that game breaking speed that he has um i thought he did well in the drills too uh in in yeah no he looked really natural yep so he's he's gonna be i think he's gonna be the first running back off the board uh we'll we'll see we'll see how it works out you know this this class 
with how stacked the wide receivers are in this running back group too, like guys are just naturally naturally going to get shoved down right in actual draft capital spent. At, at, at you know, you, you I feel like that just has to happen just from like the sheer number of guys that there are here. So uh, we'll see about a running back. I don't think you know none of these guys, including Jonathan Taylor, are like you know going to go in in Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley range, like top ten or anything. But I think there there's a chance that a couple of these guys get drafted at the at the back end of the first. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that assessment. I you know I think most people were originally talking about it being maybe one of these guys is going to go, and this has kind of been the trend. One of these guys would go at the back end of the first, and then you start to see a bunch of them kind of fall like uh, come off the board, you know, in the early to mid second. Um, and that still may be the case, but I dude, I think that there's at least a couple of guys here who have made a case to be uh, potential first round picks. So uh, Jonathan Taylor definitely leading the path. But like you were saying, DeAndre Swift also checked pretty much all of the boxes that, that we were hoping to see checked. I mean, he ran a four, four, eight, uh, jumped a 35, five vertical and did one twenty one on the broad jump. And while like, that's not great quite numbers. the athlete. Yeah. Not quite the athlete that, uh, that Taylor is apparently there's still great numbers. And like, Oh dude, I, you know, watching him in the drills, uh, you want to talk about a guy that's smooth, man. It's like the ones where the drills where they had him actually doing the jump cuts and stuff. It's like, yeah, dude, he displayed his signature jump cut, which is just like, Oh dude, it is absolutely filthy. It, it's it's one of like the single filthiest moves that I've seen any player make in all of college football over the last like five years, and I I honestly think it's going to translate to the NFL very very well. And and so it's like that is my internal struggle still between him and Taylor. Uh, He's smaller though. I like, mean, you know, he two twelve like that's still a good number. But I mean, you know, that's a solid. That's not two twenty six though, dude. And I get not it. I get it. Dude, like Jonathan Taylor, do profiles to be. Yeah, man, an elite, an elite Work NFL athlete yep. at the at the running back position. Uh, you know, a hundred percent, man. I I don't know. It, it yeah, because there's so many guys where it's like there's very few guys that have had that production, these measurables, that type of thing. Uh, no real red flags. Who you know haven't panned out. So you know, I mean, we'll see also where he goes in the draft. If he goes, if he goes in the first round, obviously, and and Swift doesn't, obviously, I think he would be the the first running back that should go. But. Yeah, but Swift, I mean, four four eight, I mean, sub four fives. That's 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 awesome, dude. And um, he, you know, he again solidified his stock. Uh, what we are doing in this time with the athletic testing is we just want them to, you know, check that athleticism box at a four four eight. You know, we talked wide receivers above average athleticism. That's great athleticism. That is that is greater than just the above average athleticism at the running back for position sure. for sure so um again three cones will be really interesting for these guys just just to see what they do it would have been cool to see deandre swift do the bench he's one of the people that didn't participate in it but uh you know from everything that we see here he's uh you know solidifying his himself as, as one of those dudes and and uh you know late day one early day two pick james three yeah three cone times are coming in Oh my god, they are. Jonathan Taylor did a seven oh one. Eno did a six nine seven. Yeah, he did. AJ Dillon seven one nine. The Michael P. Ryan seven one three. I mean, those are the names of note, at least that have done it thus far. Uh, so we'll have, keep monitoring that. Yep. Jonathan yeah. Yeah, and, and honestly with where these numbers are it, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these other guys didn't do it with kind of like the, oh, gee, that's, the scarcity that's around possible. it. That's 
that's possible, man. But right now, it's like this would only be about a third of the class. So we'll we'll see. I mean, there's definitely other things here that we we you know need to should get to other guys here, and we can kind of yeah. just circle back on here and see what else comes in. All right, let's uh, keep working our way down those those top guys. Uh, with the next yes. one, in my opinion, uh, Cam Akers. Yep, and he, yeah. uh, I think tonight solidified himself. Yeah, he made himself some money, man. Uh, you know, four four seven. 35 and a half inch vert, 120, 122 broad, uh, 20 rep reps on the bench yesterday. So, I mean, dude, those numbers are, are awesome. Uh, I think, you know, he looked smooth in the, the drills uh, when he was out on the field. And, uh, you know, we'll get to Edward Zolaire and uh, in his numbers, uh, you know, that 40 time a little, a little concerning. Uh, but this may, may put Akers as, as the RB3 in this class. Uh, given the way he he showed up and produced tonight, uh, well RB four I guess we're we're skipping over Dobbins there, but uh, either either way he made himself some money and solidified himself for sure as as a day two pick, uh, if not early day two. Yeah, I, he did good enough for me. I mean, again checked all the boxes, validated the athleticism that I thought I saw on tape. I uh, am half tempted to put him ahead of Dobbins until Dobbins can have his pro day and and try and prove that he is like the other world athlete that I think that we all think that he is because Cam Akers just had such a good day because it wasn't just limited honestly man to his to his times and his jumps and stuff he had uh, a really good day in the drills as well and like they were regularly commenting on it I mean dude he just looks smooth natural explosive all of that so um, one of the better looking guys in the drills and again I, you know I, I thought that was a really promising thing to see um, I do. I, I think he's going to be right there in that in that second round conversation with a couple of these other guys. I mean, there's uh, a reason maybe. he was the number one running back in his high school class, you know. And and we, we sure. just kind of forgot about this guy because of how much of a dumpster fire Florida State has been. Uh, I even commented in the combine there isn't a single FSU offensive lineman at the combine. Yeah, at I the, mean at the combine, no, no one's going pro from that that offensive line, that dumpster fire of an offensive line. Yeah. So I mean, he was just running behind garbage um and uh and yeah we you know those cam makers numbers are good you know that feels a little much compared to jk dobbins like you know instantly putting him in front of him there because i think jk dobbins is that athlete and i think those numbers that cam makers put up those are the floor for jk dobbins and so you know uh, we'll have to wait for his pro day uh which should you know be coming in the next couple of weeks but, no, that's totally fair. I, I honestly expect Dobbins to still be the athlete of the group of like these top guys. Uh, but you know, I I wanted him to come in here to the combine, and I th- I thought he was going to come into the combine and be the guy that basically set the bar for pretty much all the drills. And you know, I still think that you know, keeping in mind that there's like some possibility for pro day exaggeration and stuff, and we'll we'll you know adjust it back kind of in our minds accordingly, but I, I still expect that uh, even with those adjustments, he should post numbers that, that are every bit at least on par with, with the best numbers that anybody has put up in any of these drills. I mean, dude, you know, we have seen his high school combine numbers, right? It's like, yeah, we, we know that he ran, he ran like a four, four, I can't remember if it was flat, very close to it though, and jumped like a 40 something inch vertical and in, like coming out of high school. So I, yeah. you know, I expect him to at least be still that athlete. Um, yeah, and it's so, weird. It's weird. He he just did the the bench, and but he put up twenty three in the bench. I mean, he like yeah, dude, for a the, little dude, that's that's fucking nutso, and like is pretty indicative that I think he's going to be one of these monster athletes. Um, yep. 
so we'll we'll see, man. I, you know, the pro, the pro day is still yet to come, and there's several of these guys here that we won't get to that I think were disappointing, and I think that pro days are still opportunities for them to kind of get more into um, the range that that maybe teams would want to see. So, uh, who else you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, just going on uh, a little disappointing. Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire. I mean, you know, he is yeah. somebody who's you know top five running back in this class. Ran a four six flat. Uh, that was disappointing. He looked way faster on on tape than that. His explosion numbers were were still pretty legit though. He, you know, thirty nine and a half inch vertical, one twenty three broad. Uh, you know, he didn't put up a bunch on on the bench. We know that's that's not his game at, at just fifteen. But that four six I mean, flat dude, numbers just you know, just fifteen. Me. I would argue. I would argue for a guy his size, fifteen is is a really respectable number. I like honestly, all of those numbers to me check a lot of boxes. And the four six is one of those things where I, you know, this may have been because I, I had definitely had him down as a fast guy. I think I, I had him at a four four something or four four even or something like that. Um, so off, obviously, but I, you know, I think what it was that I was seeing, and this is something I'm going to need to get better at differentiating because I seem to have more of a problem with the with the running backs and the wide receivers. But I'm seeing like his his air, short area explosion, like the way that yeah. he's able to explode into his top speed, and like he can get to his top speed, like he goes zero to his top speed, probably the fastest of anybody that I saw um, in doing the combine today. But like his fast speed, his top speed just isn't as fast as everybody else especially the guys with the bigger legs and the longer strides and things like that. It's just not as fast. And, uh, but like if, when you watched him doing the drills, he was, he was explosive. He was jetting around everywhere, man. I mean, he was absolutely running through them like, you know, at one of the fastest times out of anybody kind of thing. And so I don't know, I don't know how much he's so smooth catching the ball too. So I don't know how much any of this actually, it's going to knock him down some for me because like, honestly, I was hoping he would have that long speed. You know, when you get, when you don't have the long speed, then like the big play threat is decreased a little bit. Like let's be realistic. about yep. it, Right. And, um, that's an important component for fantasy scoring. So, well, especially you know, somebody at his size, like, you know, you, you especially kind of, somebody at his size, you, you kind of expect that, uh, that, that long speed, that ability to, you know, take, especially because he's going to be catching a lot out of the backfield and, and, you know, he's going to be productive at the next level. I just, um, I, you know, four or six, I, he'll probably train for it and, uh, and do better at his, at his pro day. Like you said, there's, there's usually adjustments. I think it's, uh, yeah. like three hundredths of a second is usually kind of, I thought it was, I thought it was five hundredths, but, uh, you know, yeah, we, we can, way. we can dig more into what like the yeah. uh, under, understood or respected thing is there, but, yeah, I I think he'll run faster. I'm sure he'll he'll figure out how to do it. I'm sure he knows that's not the best the best time for him to have run. But I do it again. Watching him in the drills, he looked silky smooth, and so I am I am not out on him by any stretch of the imagination. But yes, it was a disappointment. Um, yeah. I guess going about on a, the disappointment, we should probably yeah sure go to the guy that um. This guy was was higher on your board. I think he was the next running back that you had going. I, I had him a little bit lower, but in uh, in Zach Moss, uh, the uh, the official number actually ended up being a lot better than it looked. It when was, he was a running lot better because it oh my was god, a he, lot better. He was in the four sevens, and uh, I was pretty terrified. It you know it aligned. If people go back and listen to the past podcast we we've done i was really concerned about his long speed cuz i just kept seeing him get chased down by linebackers and that was uh that was concerning to me but he came in at a 465 
Yeah. Um, and dude, honestly, I like, is that fast? No. Is it, is it like slower than I predicted for him? Yes, but I, I don't think it was by a crazy amount. Uh, I, yeah, I had him at a, well, four, five, three. I mean, yeah. So yeah, I point one two. Not, not, not great, but you know what, man, at the end of the day, that still is about what Kareem Hunt landed in. And I, you know, I, when you, when you watch him on his tape, it, his game is not predicated upon his speed. That's not what makes him great. And I, you know, this is one of those situations where I don't think that this is going to significantly detract from the way that I feel about him. Like our little bet that we made the other day, what was it? Anthony McFarlane. Yep. And Zach Moss, it's like, yeah, I mean, I still feel pretty strongly about Zach Moss being the better pro. So, um, that's fair. I, uh, you know, I, uh, his explosion drills work great either though, but it's like, no. dude, he's a tough motherfucker. He runs really, really hard. I, uh, you know, I, again, I think he's, I think he's a football player. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely more of a gamer than, I mean, we knew he yes. wouldn't, he wouldn't, you know, crush these, uh, athletic testing numbers, but I definitely, I wanted to see more out of him. Um, so it was a little unfortunate to kind of see the numbers that he that he put up, but uh, you know I think for most teams that's not going to knock him down too much, and uh, in those that have you know really looked into him probably had something similar to to what he ended up running. So, um, is is fine. yeah is is what it is again, and just refreshing this three cone page too. It looks like we might just be getting just those those few guys numbers and, and if that that's might the be case it. man that drives me crazy because this is becoming a recurring trend you know where each year it seems to be the whatever they're they're their own you know individual people they can choose to do whatever they want but each year people seem to be getting more and more selective about the drills that they want to do and it's like yeah i you know i can only assume you don't want to do these drills because you aren't going to do well in them i you know i, I don't know what other like assumptions i'm supposed to make here uh, or maybe it, it's with some of these guys, maybe it's like, why would I fucking do that when like I could just stand on the times and, and the jumps that I've already posted and like that should tell everybody what they need to know about my athleticism between that and the tape. And there's, I think, a, a perfectly sound argument to be made there, especially if you are in that, you know, Swift Taylor Acres class where it's like, yeah, I mean, I think everybody watched you ran, like run, run your 40 times and everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was looking for you know, why, why, why jeopardize, jeopardize people's opinions by running something like, you know, I don't know, a seven, four, seven, three or something like that. Sure. But let's, let's do, let's just quickly pivot to, uh, the guy that, that owned the combine tonight. That, um, is a big dude. We, we both, you know, in dude, past podcasts I'm talked about so how much we, we like this guy. Uh, but he, we didn't have him high enough in our rookie rankings at all, and there's going to be a significant adjustment. But that's AJ Dillon, with the numbers that he threw down at six foot two forty seven. This guy came in, and I mean, dude, his his numbers were elite. He ran a four five three. So again, size adjusted speed, man. Holy shit! Twenty three on the bench, a forty one inch vertical, and one thirty one on the broad. Like, let's go, man. This this is uh, this is the riser here uh, in the drills. Like he didn't, you know, kind of what we were worried about, like with pass catching and stuff. He didn't. He looks more robotic in, in how he's doing that stuff. But that's not what the no, guy's going to be asked to do fine. at the next level. He he honestly looks fine. Like was it was he the best at it, the smoothest at it? No, he wasn't. But he was absolutely functional at it. And 
Yeah, man. I mean, these numbers here, it's like this guy is, yeah, as you talk size-adjusted athlete, this is one of the better size-adjusted athletes we've seen. And like those explosion numbers, those fucking legs, man. I mean, even like watching him out there, he's he is a guy who has legs that are on like another planet. They're they're not normal. They're not something that you see in the NFL, what but every like decade plus kind of thing. I mean, yep. his build is crazy. Um because that's not like 245 and he's like a heavy dude. It's like he's very, no. very lean and most of it's in his legs. Yep. I think he I think he could terrorize people at the next level. I am embarrassed that I, I have him as low currently as I do, especially because, man, like I feel like he's a guy that we were on to early in the process and like he showed up on tape early. He showed up in stats early. Um, but like for whatever reason, there's been like this, yes, this vibe of a fade going around. Um, yeah for him and i bought into it and what's I, this guy's which, usage I, yeah, I at the do. next level is he just a two down back like whatever like i don't know maybe get, those get are out still of here questions with all, no man, i mean it'll I, depend on where he goes but like right now just as a prospect this is somebody who deserves to easily be in our top 20s if if not higher i mean this is a guy that uh that probably i agree for sure i mean you know he lit it up tonight he showed teams what he can do at the number that he weighed in at. And that, yeah, next, good luck tackling this guy at the next level. He ran faster than Derrick Henry did at the exact same weight that Derrick Henry was at the combine. So, you know, he's, he's gonna, he's vaulted himself. I have to imagine he is now in the day two conversation, which I don't think was the case before this combine. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I, it is going to get to one of these things where it's like there's a lot of really, really, really appealing running back prospects here. And I don't know. I don't know how crowded it's going to get in day two. I, yeah, I feel like based 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 on the numbers, the tape, um, his his college stats that like he should be in that day two conversation, I would think. But, I you know, dude, there's another guy here also who had, you know, some great college tape and stats. And I had kind of not given the respect that he was due. And uh, I'm not going to sit there. And, yeah, no, I will sit there and say he came in as a better athlete than than I was expecting that a lot of people were expecting. Eno Benjamin. Yes, sir. Ran a 4.57, did 12 on the bench, put up a 39-inch vertical at a 122 in the broad jump. I mean, dude, for me, I you know, I, I think that checked at least enough boxes. Most of it for me, though, I, I, by most of it, I mean like 95% of it. He came in and he weighed in at the combine at 207 pounds when he was like 195 at the senior bowl just a month ago. Yeah. Um, and Six, he was nine, able to seven, put up these times. Cone. Six, nine, seven, yeah. three cone too. Sub seven, like, yeah. yep. you know. Yeah, sub seven, three cone. And, and actually did the three cone, which I will give him mad props for. Um, I You know, but... the. Doing these numbers, which I think exceeded what people's expectations were for his his athletic profile, um, in addition to doing it at the 207 pounds versus a 195 or something like that, yeah, dude, it's got me changing my mind a, a whole ton. And I and I said when we were doing the rankings podcast in general, I was like, if he comes in at a higher weight, if he exceeds my athletic measurables, it's like he's moving up. His tape is fabulous. I mean, dude, he really is like one of the true like the truly gifted guys in this class in, in terms of his ability to. Uh, to like play football, like see the field, yeah. you know, run the football, um, and catch the football, man. Oh my God, did he look catch good the football in those, too? He in looked awesome drills. in the drills. He looked awesome. Yeah, looked awesome in the drills. So smooth. Uh, so he's he's exciting. Yeah, I um I've in, invested in in you know in in, in Debbie leagues, and so you know I I 
hope there wasn't some inherent bias in that. Uh, I, you know, I didn't think that he was a four sixes guy, which I think is kind of where where you had him pegged. I, I was, this was kind of I, the range I, I had that, him, that I expected. I had him, him at a four. In. Yeah, I had him at a four five nine, and he ran a four five seven. So I would say okay. that I I, I I pretty much nailed it. Now I didn't think that he was going to be as explosive in the vertical jump as he was, um, and so that piece of things. That piece of things definitely impressed me. Well, he's um, so shifty in the open know, field, man. Like this guy, well, yeah, this guy's sure. a pro. He's, he's a powerful pro. too. Yep. But yes. like I said, ninety-five percent of it was was doing all of that stuff at two hundred and seven pounds and coming into the two hundred and seven pounds in the first place. That that is that is going to be the big thing that changes my mind about him because that puts him into that conversation of a guy, you know, that can handle twenty touches a game kind of thing. Yeah, and I've heard, um, you know actual NFL draft pundits kind of like talking shit on senior bowl measurables and weigh-ins and how like this happens all the time, whether it's like around hand size or, or weight, even height sometimes that they're off. They just, whatever is being done at the senior bowl, like most of the focus around that is actually on their participation in the senior bowl and what they do in practices and that somehow they kind of mess up those uh, the measurables a little bit, and so uh, you know maybe he maybe he was at one ninety five. I mean that being a month ago, and then him being at this number uh, now, and then and then running what he ran, that you know uh, there's something off there. It feels like, and so that does give some no, credence. No, obvi- obviously he concerns. He didn't put on that. like. 12 pounds of muscle or something like that over the course of a single month. I, you know, I, some of it's probably additional muscle. Some of it's probably additional fat. Some of it's probably water that he like poured down his gullet to get as big as he could for the weigh in kind of thing. Um, I don't know. And that, that makes the weights a, a tough thing to gauge too, because I don't know how prevalent that is. I'm also not entirely sure how much weight you can actually gauge by drinking water before it becomes dangerous. Do you have any idea? I, I don't. I don't. And maybe we should do some research on that to be able to circle up on it. Um, I mean, you know, like whatever. Had friends doing high school wrestling and stuff too, where sure. you know, you're, you're, those guys did that shit all the time. Yeah, whether it's dehydrating yourself so that you like have no water in your body when you do the weigh in, or yeah, trying to get yourself up to a certain weight, like whatever it is. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not super familiar with that, but uh, we we can definitely look into it. Yeah, so another guy that uh, you and I have been a little bit apart on in, in, in our evaluations was Anthony McFarland coming in. And, uh, you know, I don't know if this was if his numbers today were good or if they were bad or like it's kind of hard to tell based on, you know, kind of what we thought he would do. Uh, but he ran a 444 with a 29 and a half inch vertical and a 116 broad. Those athleticism or those uh, explosion numbers really weren't, we thought, or I thought, uh, he would have a better 40 running in the four threes and 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 be a little bit more explosive. Uh, he's another guy that came in weighing higher than than what we expected coming in at, at 208. So maybe that does uh, help inform kind of what those numbers are, uh, considering that you know he was closer to the 200 pound mark in college. Yeah, I agree with that. I you know I, I think there's definitely some questions there, and it might be a similar deal like when you were, like we were talking about watching Jalen Rager yesterday where it's like he looks a, a little yo- like more yoked up than the way he looked on the actual college tape. And I, that may be responsible for decreases in ex- like versus expectation with some of those numbers. Um, 
I do the tough part about this is it's like, okay, well then that puts us in a situation where one of two things is happening here. Either he's big and he's not like this, like record breaking, like world beating type of speed, or, you know, he has to be a smaller guy, a guy that can't necessarily withstand the day-to-day beating in the NFL in order to be like that, that true burner. And it's like, yeah, I mean, neither one of those is as great. No. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how this affects the way that you view him for me. I had him ranked even assuming that he was going to be um, a better athlete than he ended up being. And so there's yep. a chance that maybe maybe I, I move him down a little bit. But I, I also, you know, had him as, as a, like a 198 in the weight department. The 207 is, is appealing to me. But like, dude, certain, certainly 4-3 like would have been more appealing to me. And, I you know, I think that you and I both thought he could potentially flirt with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not not that his number is a bad number in in that department. The, honestly, the vertical was much much more disappointing. But mm-hmm. um, he certainly he's yeah he's certainly not moving up my board. I mean, at the end of the day, man, like there like like we've been talking about here, there's so many guys that kind of outperformed expectations. There's a lot of guys that are going to be moving up. Some people are going to have to be casualties of war here and end up being the guys that move down. Anthony Farland might be one of those guys for me. I don't know. We'll see. I think he will be for me too. I mean, you know, I had him at 18 because I just saw this explosiveness and this top end speed on tape that that didn't display here today in these athletic testing numbers. I was super excited when he came in at the weight that he did, but after seeing what he did, that's that's going to move him down my board. So uh, I still like him as a prospect, but I don't uh, like you said. There are so many other guys that that overperformed and, and outperformed expectations that that Anthony McFarlane just has to be one of the guys that gets moved down because he didn't. And uh, regardless of what I see on tape, couple that with his size, and, uh, you know, that's a recipe for needing to get moved down the board, for sure. Uh, you know, it's what it is here. And certainly, man, like, there, there's always pro days. And in, in, at the end of the day, draft capital, which is, is going to be the number one most important thing as, as, as far as running backs especially. I mean, that's, that's a, a pretty – solid predictor of um fantasy success so you know it yeah we'll, we'll see where he ends up going man maybe a team falls in love with him um and he and he gets a good opportunity so i you know all things still possible but yeah i you know i am i am thinking less of him than i that i was heading into this um another guy that i am thinking a little bit less of uh than i was heading into this Keyshawn vaughn you're thinking less of him Man, yeah. Well, first, first of all, I, I think he looked pretty good in the drills, but I was expecting him to put up better testing numbers. He did a four-five-one, thirty-two uh, inch vertical and one seventeen in the broad jump, and I thought he was going to be a, a little faster and a little more explosive than that. I, yeah, um, I expected more. I mean, I think that forty number is pretty good. I was, I'm honestly, di- fine. That's I'm, fine. I'm disappointed in, in, I- in the explosion numbers for sure. Uh, I am. I, I wish he was somebody that is one of the guys that, um, that ran the three cone because, um, I, I, I don't see a number for him on that. And that's, that's disappointing. Um, but yeah, he's definitely somebody that, um, I don't know. We'll see where he lands at long term. But that forty number was good when he ran that. I was like, "All right, cool," because that that's kind of like the range that I had him in uh, for that number. But the explosion numbers were were definitely disappointing. Yeah. No. I mean, like for me, I guess as much as anything, he he was one of the guys, like you know, kind of towards the top of the list for me. 
I mean, along with like the LaMichael P. Ryan's and the Salvin Ahmed's. And it's like, I was just looking for one of these guys that we have a little bit later here who I thought like looks good on tape, flash athleticism on tape to actually just like really wow us in the numbers. And somebody put up like in the four threes or something. One of these guys that I already, I already was a tape guy that I was interested in. And don't get me wrong. There's, you know, other guys here that ran fast that I'm not as familiar with, uh, that I'm going to probably do some looking into, um, Darrington Evans ran a four four one, and Raymond Calias uh, ran a four four two. So you know, we'll we'll I'm going to take take a Did, deeper look at those guys. But Evans is more interesting to me because just from a, a, a size perspective, uh, he was actually somebody kind of when we were putting together uh, our like running back uh, prospect document that I, I included him and and his production and and yeah, his athletic profile looks really nice. At this point, so he's he's definitely somebody after today's numbers too that I think more people are going to give a look to. Uh, I do want to kind of come back here on Salvin Ahmed. Ahmed, yeah, do you know a, a couple of those guys? Salvin Ahmed, Ahmed did like not great. Four, we, th- we six, thought he was going to run like fast, fast, fast. We thought he was going to be another guy that was going to be a four threes guy, and we couldn't have been more off. Um, yeah, and this guy, you know, everybody's kind of said like his vision. Uh, that's problematic on tape and stuff too. I mean, with these numbers, like, oh, dude, I mean, he came in below two hundred pounds. Also, yeah. it's like he doesn't he doesn't have the excuse that some of these other guys might have had, where it's like, oh yeah, man, look, I like loaded myself up with with, with weight heading into this to try and get to the weight that the NFL teams wanted to see me at. Um, you know, no, this this guy came in underweight to begin with. Was was like the lowest BMI running back uh, to attend the combine. And then turned around and ran a four six two at the same time. It's just like, yeah, man, off my board. Like I, you know, I, he could come back, man. But maybe there was some an injury situation. He could run what I originally thought he ran at his pro day or something like that. That maybe we're 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 back on the saddle. But like as as of right now, man, like these are things where it's like you're not checking the minimum minimal thresholds that I need you to check. Um, you're 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 probably off my board. I'm probably not looking to draft you. Yeah. No. Um. And and then just other guys who put up athletic numbers that are that are interesting. Uh, another guy that in private conversations uh, I've thrown out just because he checks some of the production and and uh, high school um, recruiting rankings. Joshua Kelly came in and threw down a four four nine, twenty three on the bench, thirty one inch vert, not great, one twenty one broad. So those explosion numbers are probably you know in the in the average range. That four four nine is pretty nice though. Um, so he's somebody. Those explosion who, numbers are slightly confusing because, like, honestly, thirty-one is pretty bad. One twenty-one is pretty good. Yeah, but no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like all, all on the whole, I would say that that was a good combine for him for sure. More explosive forward than up, I guess. Yes, apparently, um, apparently that's what that means. Another guy uh, from this, you know, again from our like prospect doc that we have uh, was was Benny Lemay. That we were both like, man, this guy is productive. We we watched a little bit of tape on him, and it was like, okay, yeah, you know, this guy might be able to uh, succeed at the next level. And this guy came in as, uh, I mean, dude, not an NFL athlete. Four seven five, he put up twenty four on the bench, which is obviously great, but a twenty eight and a half inch vert and a one twelve broad. And that, to me, uh, as a small school guy, that pretty much takes him off my board at this point too. And um, he was somebody I was kind of hoping to see a little bit from and 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 really at this point uh I, I don't envision giving him a lot of thought yeah i agree i th- i thought he looked you know 
quicker and more athletic than what those numbers would indicate uh, watching him in the drills. But at the end of the day, uh, yeah, that's those 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 are all you know well well outside the threshold of of what I would want to see. Uh, certainly, like you know, I, yeah, we're, we're probably past past uh, the point of forgiveness. So. Any of these other guys and their numbers that you see, you uh, you briefly mentioned Lamichael Pirine. Uh, yeah, we, we that's can... a guy that I think you you and I were both interested in heading into this, and I you know that was a slower forty time than I was hoping for for sure. Explosion. He ran a four six two. Yeah, explosion. Explosion was, was okay. Okay, I you know yeah. thirty five inch vertical, one eighteen broad, and he put up twenty two on the bench. I mean, on the whole, that's still that's still an NFL caliber you know athlete for at the for the running back position. But I you know. And this was it's, it's certainly correct, not raising himself. But cor- correct me if I'm wrong. But this was the guy that you said had Jag written all over him, right? Um, let me uh, quickly go back. Uh, just just for those while while Ben looks that up, and I and I fill some time here. Uh, Jag, for those that don't know, is just a guy. So you know, you're uh, in baseball. They refer to like replacement level players. Uh, and that's kind of the premise around around Jag at, at the running back position that obviously in fantasy football, things are a lot of volume based. And so this, you know, could be somebody that, that gets in there and gets you some, you know, RB, uh, low end RB2, high end RB3 weeks from a volume perspective, but isn't uh, isn't the kind of guy that has, you know, game breaking traits. Well described, James. And no, Lamichael P. Ryan's not the guy that I described as a Jag. I actually compared Lamichael P. Ryan to Carry On Johnson. I think that still kind of holds up for me. I had called Michael Warren a Jag, and ironically enough, he was the guy that when watching in the drills, I thought to myself was was most like you. Like I, I don't want that. Yeah, that looks gross. I, I agree. And he didn't he didn't do any of the athletic testing either. So yeah. he, he just well, it's like because I don't think he was going to do well at it. I yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's that's right. It was it was Mike Warren, and yeah, get whatever, get that guy out of here. He he get is totally, he's totally <laughs> totally Jack. Like just, just I did I did have him I did have him as thirty two on my board, and some of it was just his production and stuff. But I also thought that yeah, like he's he's a big dude, and I was I you know was hoping he was going to check some some athleticism boxes, uh, you know, to at least be like that passable NFL athlete. But it was like watching him go through the drills. It's like, I just am not convinced that he is. And he didn't do, he didn't do any of the actual like athletic testing. So it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man, until, until further notice, I'm not interested in Michael Warren. So, so, uh, yeah, other guys that, that put up numbers, that'll be interesting to see their entire athletic profile. Uh, the Sewo Olana Lua, Olana Lua, from TCU, he only ran a four six six in the forty, but twenty five on the bench, thirty six inch for one twenty three on the broad. Uh, those are some pretty interesting numbers. Um, also, Scotty Phillips, who actually looked pretty good in the drills too, ran a four five six. He put up twenty nine on the bench, which like holy shit, that's uh, that's strong for running back. Uh, thirty. On the vert, one fourteen. On the broad, uh, you know, I don't know if there were any other guys. DJ Dallas is another guy I've been kind of trying to get you to watch because there were some elements of his tape that I enjoyed. Uh, he threw down a four five eight with a thirty three and a half inch vertical and one nineteen on on the broad. So you know, not not great there. Uh, any any other guys I haven't I haven't thrown out here that that you think are, are worth noting after after going through athletic testing? Um, no, I think that I think we've done a pretty good job covering things. Um, you know, we did I think 
originally planned here to at least briefly discuss some of the quarterback athleticism numbers. Obviously, we we all know, you know, f- for the purposes of quarterback evaluation, what they what they run in the forty yard dash isn't really a huge determining factor for most of these guys, but certainly, you know, when, when guys do flash, they've got a little bit of speed. It's interesting to see that. Yep. Um, so, you know, I mean, if, if we wanted to discuss at least a few of these guys here, Jalen Hurts, you know, I think is, is probably a quick one uh, to kick off with. He ended up, his official time ended up being a 4.59, which obviously is very fast for a quarterback. And I, I think is is pretty exciting. More exciting though was the way that he looked in the passing drills. And there was a lot of people that were commenting about how um, he he probably improved his draft stock significantly today because he looked he looked very very good. Well, and this is a guy that's been a gamer, right? This guy went he won at Alabama. Like he got benched for a transcendent talent in Tua, and then all he did was go to Oklahoma and get himself in the college football playoff again by putting up just yeah. insane numbers. So I think th- so many people have been calling him a third, fourth rounder, or maybe even later. I honestly think he could threaten, threaten to get into the second, to be honest. I wouldn't I, be shocked. I do to too. See it. Yeah, no, I do too. He's uh he's definitely somebody that like, especially if uh, a team has like a bridge quarterback in place, he, you know, could be the guy that sits behind and, and waits for his opportunity. I've heard like some mentions around him and Russell Wilson, which feels a little, you know, obviously that's that's that seems like a lot, but like I guess when you look at their athletic profiles and like college production, size, you know, you kind of build uh, a lot of those things match. Uh, they're they're different players, but like you said, yeah, Hertz, I mean, you, Hertz looked great in the drills are, too. So I agree. People are going to throw out these comps to the guys that were like these other mid round guys. The one I've actually heard the most is Dak. Is people comparing them to Dak Prescott? Um, and again, it's just one of those things where it's, you know, it's one of those, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I hope it's not a black quarterback thing. I don't think it is. I think it's mostly just a like kind of like mid round slept on a little bit quarterback that, you know, teams got lucky with and hit, um, little smaller, little thicker. Yeah. Um, all of that, dude. I, yeah. I, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think he's, he's got a lot of promise still. I think a team is going to take a shot on him. Um, there's other guys too here that ran fast. Um, Herbert ran a four, yeah. six, eight. Yeah, it's a great, great, um, great number. I mean, we knew he had the wheels, right? Like, I think all yeah. of the athletic testing from him showed exactly who we thought this guy was, and he's in a he's yeah. a good athlete. He just, you know, again, he's more reacting in the game. He's not dictating. He doesn't seem to have that football feel, regardless of how good of an athlete he is and how smart he is. It just doesn't seem to translate. But I mean, dude, some team is going to fall in love with this guy. And, dude, and, he is a real he is a real athlete, though. Yeah. I, and that's that was that was really impressive. I think I, there I actually like heard several people com- doing some Carson Wentz comparisons. I mean, with that four six eight, he also had a thirty five five uh, vertical and then a one twenty three broad with a seven oh six three cone. I mean, dude, that's that is like a legit NFL athlete for any position, and he did it at six six two thirty six. Like yeah. that's an athlete. That's I mean, that's a tight uh, end. It's, those are those are yeah. all tight end numbers, yeah. And he's, um, I mean, dude, some team is going to fall in love with him. He solidified himself as a top ten pick, in my opinion, with with these numbers. Supposedly, he killed the combine. And let's not let's not just also mention just how sick his flow was uh, at, at the combine. Like he he's crushing <laughs> crushing the hair game. So crushing that, the that, hair game the hardest way. So that that needs to be mentioned. <laughs> Uh, You're other, all about that flow. You I fucking am. Superman, son of a bitch. Yeah. 
Other uh, other one just to dude, Jordan, uh, to call out is Jordan Love. Jordan and, Love was amazing, dude. And this is he was, uh, he was somebody equally athletic, yeah. equally impressive. Yeah, and somebody that like I uh, I made sure to sneak into my top thirty six at, at the quarterback position. So so feeling pretty good about that. But this guy's a, a first round pick for sure. And I've heard some crazy things where there's some talks that he might make it into the top ten. Which like four quarterbacks being taken in in the top half of the draft with how stacked all the other like skill groups are and stuff too like we're looking at an awesome draft man like we really are yeah it's gonna be fun man uh, you know just just to run through his numbers here so everyone's got them he did a four seven four in the forty jumped to thirty five point five one eighteen in the broad and then a seven two one three cone. And again, this is at six four two twenty four. I mean, another another huge guy. I mean, they, these would be amazing numbers for a tight end with like those those other you know whatever general stats for a wide receiver. So I you know, I I think he's a really exciting athlete. Um, I mean, certainly that validates a lot of what you see on his tape, man. I and yeah, I I I have a hard time envisioning at this point him getting outside of the first round. I think some teams just going to fall in love with him. Oh, he's and think a, that he's he's the next Mahomes or something. So toolsy, toolsy motherfucker, so toolsy. Uh, other the other two like top quarterbacks, like obviously Joe Burrow didn't run, so we're not didn't do anything. So we're gonna you know he was just there, kind of t- soaking it in, doing the team interviews and stuff. Uh, Jacob Eason and Jake Fromm, though. Uh, both of those yeah. guys, um, you know, kind of showed uh, the what athletic. We yeah, what we expected from these guys. Uh, you know, what they needed to own really at the combine was their team interviews, and so we'll we'll see what happens with both of those guys. But I think at this point, they're uh, they're day two guys also, right? So are we looking at like seven quarterbacks being taken in uh, in the top seven? Or in the top uh, in the top two days in the first two days, like are we looking at like seven guys going with with Tua, Burrow it's, locked it's, in? Two, yeah, it's very possible. Honestly, yeah, we would be talking uh, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm, and then Tua and and Burrow. Uh, Burrow. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think I think that's totally on the table. It's totally on the table. Some of these guys, I look at them and it's like, yeah, yeah, you, you've got like career backup stamped all over your forehead, Jake Fromm. But I, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, somebody, somebody, somebody sure. is still gonna like take take that shot or whatever. And honestly, there's still value in a career backup guy. I, you know, if if, if you're, I, I just wouldn't be taking that guy with a day two pick. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe it's not quite seven, but um, I think there's at least seven guys in that conversation right now. So. And uh, Todd McShay reported that Jacob Eason like failed uh, team interviews hard, uh, like showed oh, up and he? was like trying to like own the room, and everybody was kind of looking <laughs> around like you're, you're, you're not that guy. So God damn it, I would love to be a fly on the wall in these interviews, man. Because some of these, I would love to see some of the shit that some of these people try to pull, thinking like, yeah, dude, I'm gonna power move this shit. You know, I'm, I'm gonna go in there and like. I'm gonna say, like like the DK Metcalf uh, thing with Pete Carroll, where it's like he just comes in there and just takes his shirt off or whatever. It's just like, yeah, yeah, man. You know what? That fucking worked, and that like went viral, and I, you know, was an awesome thing for you. You got drafted by that team. You know, obviously that made an impact. Yeah. Um, but other guys, it's like I'm sure that other guys like try, and it comes across as like so inauthentic, and they just it just like bombs out for them. So. Uh, yeah, I would I would love to see those fucking team interviews. I you know it's great that we at least get to see the, 
the public ones that they get to do with the press and things like that. And you get to at least get some gauge of, of who they are, but the team interviews, man, it would be so much fun, to, so much fun to like be a fly on the wall for. Well, and you hear like stuff starts leaking, right? Uh, sure. And, absolutely. And, and we'll get, we'll get to read those things. Uh, anything else you want to touch on here, man? Like, you know, we, we've, we've gone through all the skill positions to this point. Combine pretty legit. Like this, this is, I mean, dude, this is an elite, this is an elite, an elite year, group, dude. Everyone There's needs no beat around that bush. Yeah, get in your rookie drafts, man. Like, you're gonna get talent, talent in the second round, even into the third round of rookie drafts. If you're in in leagues where you go four or five deep, you're still gonna get some some value in those in those positions. So, uh, you know, start making way to. Uh, to get yourself in a place where where you're going to be able to to grab the guys that you're into, uh, because we all know that rookie drafts really turn around pretty quick after the NFL draft happens. So most most rookie drafts are happening in May uh, after the draft. We uh, we're going to be there. This is year three. We are going to be there. This is Hills, year three. Yes. Yeah, man. Year three of being at the draft live. Uh, yeah, so we we went to Dallas and then uh, Nashville. last year Nashville, and now we're going to Vegas this coming year. Um, bringing producer Tim also. It'll be yeah, his, his first Tim's year. Coming. Excited about that, um, dude. So it's it's gonna be a good time. We're gonna hopefully do some uh, get some pods up, some live reaction pods for the draft as well. So that's that's gonna be a, a blast. But obviously, we got a lot more content to come between now and then. I, and I think probably one of the, the next things that will be coming out here is a little a little uh, rookie ranking shuffle, you know, based on the numbers that we now have at hand here. Yeah. Um, gonna wait kinda, till kinda uh, some review on that. Gonna wait till all these numbers become official and uh, and go up on a website where we can easily pull them and, and add them into um, our you know prospect spreadsheet. Uh, and then yeah, we'll I mean update will be coming next week. For everybody, just kind of uh, big risers, fallers, kind of the shuffle from there. Uh, otherwise, everyone, please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Rate and review the show. If you guys add in any comments uh, in your in your review of the show, please give us five stars. Add in any questions, and we'll respond to those. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. Social media. Media. Uh, Mita. Mita. You can follow us on social media at Off the Rails FF on all the platforms Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Engage with us on social media. We'd love to hear from you guys on, on what you're enjoying in the podcast and, and questions that you have for us. So uh, thank you for joining us and for listening to the Off the Rails podcast. Off the Rails podcast.